0: Welcome to Marketing Spark, the podcast that delivers small doses of insight, tools, and tips from marketers and entrepreneurs in the trenches. By small doses, it's conversations that are 15 minutes or less. Today, I'm talking with Jay Poulter, a social media strategist and personal brand expert. Jay works with B2B companies in the finance and technology sectors. Let's start off with a question just in terms of the social media landscape pre-COVID, and what happened has happened since because you know the reality is we're not socializing the way we used to going to conferences and meetups and actually going to visit prospects and customers so has social media become a lot more social
1: yes i'm really an advocate that social networks are in fact social networks first and not really marketing channels uh in their primary instance so i believe in the absence of in-person meetings we really have Social networking, we have video conferencing and, and uh, phone calls, of course, we always have. But social networks and social media platforms are more important than they ever have been today because we have to stay in touch with people, we have to nurture and build our networks, and we have to build what I call social capital, which is really a positive outcome from those social interactions.
0: What I'm wondering about is whether you've noticed a discernible difference in how people are using social or trying to use social? Because, you know, a lot of people are, some people are really into it. They're social media animals and others are, they, they come and they they go. Some people ignore social media, but overall has, have you noticed a change in behavior?
1: My experience has been in the last several months that there's much more focus on LinkedIn than ever before at, at, at a professional level, that people are kind of desperate to to meet others, engage, do all the things you do when you attend a conference, for instance, or you go to an in-person meeting that, I mean, you share ideas, you you learn, uh, and I've seen a lot more people engaged in those platforms. There's a lot more conversation happening in LinkedIn between people. There's people writing articles. There's way more content that way. Just people having a need to express themselves. I, I certainly see business networking which I think, is a, I think is a really important part of social, social media and often overlooked in a corporate setting. I think that kind of uh, behavior is, is really turned up and I don't think it's gonna stop. I think even though the COVID pandemic is gonna play itself out over a longer period of time and there's gonna be some opening up, I do think there's gonna be an ongoing need to maintain our relationships through digital uh, virtual social networks.
0: I've noticed the same thing on LinkedIn and you know, Microsoft made a very savvy investment when they bought LinkedIn. I'm curious about your thoughts on the amount of content that is being published on LinkedIn. Everybody seems to be jumping on the bandwagon. Some of it is very good, some of it is good and some of it you wonder what, whether people are just going through the motions. One of the things I wonder about from your perspective is how do you break through the noise on LinkedIn and, and should people be worried about breaking through the noise? When perhaps the value of LinkedIn is is the networks that you can develop and the engagement you can have with other people.
1: Yeah, but it's it's true that uh, social networks do get they get crowded, they get noisy. There's lots of people competing for attention, and I mean everybody still wants some attention for themselves and you know whatever services they might be offering to the world. My feeling has been for a long time that if you want to get people's attention, then you give people attention and. You know, for a corporate brand to do that, it, it can be kind of challenging and a little bit awkward to pay attention to people too much. When you're an individual, maybe representing a brand or working for an organization, that's a different activity. People are much more receptive to somebody who's paying attention to them and perhaps sharing their content or commenting on their content, which helps their content get visibility. I mean, that's actually one of the most effective ways to get people to pay attention to you is just, is just pay it forward.
0: And my experience has
1: been, it's hugely a, a hugely powerful tool for getting people to pay attention and cut through the noise. My expression in social networking is always be opening, not always be closing. So if you're if you, even if you're trying to sell something in social networks, uh, you're doing B two B social selling of some kind. You 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 really don't benefit by trying to get people to buy things directly in social networks. You get a lot more benefit by building an audience, opening up new relationships and giving people a chance to get to know you better. Because when they're ready to buy, they'll do their homework and they'll show up at your doorstep ready to talk to you quite seriously. And that's when you have a conversation about about selling something.
0: Now, you spend a lot of time working with business leaders and helping them take advantage of of social media. How do you think businesses have changed their approach to social media and social media marketing uh, due to COVID? Have you noticed uh, a change in their, is it thought leadership? Are they trying to... They're trying to sell more. They're trying to drive more connections. Have you have you noticed sort of discernible differences?
1: I think in general there's been uh, stepping back a little bit from the the selling and the marketing. Certainly in the first several weeks of the of the COVID crisis, people were isolated. They were uh, locked down at home or self quarantined, and it was just not an environment. People were distracted. It was not a great environment to be be trying to get people's attention to sell them things. And so a lot of brands, I think migrated in the direction of, you know, of generally in, inspiring people trying to keep people's spirits up and, and inspire hopefulness and, and good thoughts and that's transitioned a little bit more as people recognize they have to get back to the business um, that they're in. I, I, as I you know as, as we've talked about, I feel that there's real opportunities for for pe- business leaders, for people who are involved in businesses, for the people that are involved in those organizations to step forward and get more active in, in mobilizing their own social networks. We all have them and they're often parked at the side uh, on the sidelines and left for individuals to pursue if they want to or not. But I think, I think the smarter leading corporations are looking at their human capital they're human um, you know the the people working in the organization and the relationships they have and trying to figure out how to mobilize those relationships in uh, you know in support of the organization
0: yeah i'm really interested in in business leaders taking a more active role in social media because you know by and large you, know, you see a lot of a lot of employees very active on social media because they've got their own agendas they want they're looking to raise their profiles maybe they're trying to change jobs but for business leaders I mean a platform like LinkedIn is a great place to to uh, display thought leadership but but they also have to be very careful because there are pros and there are cons you can you can do some wonderful things on social media you can also get yourself in trouble how do you work with business leaders to make sure that they're taking advantage of social media in the right ways and that they approach it properly so it's a win-win proposition so it helps them it helps their companies, it helps their employees and customers? I think
1: the first answer to that question is the bigger the organization, the harder it is for a leader to step forward and be effective in social networks. I just think the reality is there's, um, there's more at stake. There's more people in the organization who are involved in managing the brand. There's, uh, you know, there, there are potentially greater risks of doing so. And even with the best intentions, it, it can be very, very difficult. So having said that, I do think, that that's a small number of organizations that are out there, businesses that are out there. I think smaller and medium-sized businesses have much more opportunity to really have leaders embrace social social networking in a strategic and a complementary way to to the brand messaging and the and the brand work that's going on in the organization. Having said that, there there still are risks, and you you know I think it's really important to um to to be mindful of the brands and the brand messaging to be complementary. that messaging and i would argue in fact to be social i I think i think a lot of businesses could benefit by emphasizing the strong personality characteristics uh, or leadership aspects of of the leaders that there there are issues that are not directly related to the business you're in but are related to maybe the role you play or or a a commitment to a, a social cause or a social issue or a charitable issue that's that's you know authentically uh, close to your heart. That that's where there's real opportunity. I think for for leaders to step forward and and complement their brand, their brand's uh, messaging.
0: So I'm the CEO of a fairly high-profile brand. I've noticed the work that you've done with other senior leaders, and I say to myself, I want to be more active on social media. I want to have a better presence on LinkedIn. So I call you up. We agree to work together. Where do we start? Walk me through the process from not having much of a social media presence to having a solid social media presence. The first
1: thing to do, I think, is to is to be strategic about the the people you want to reach out to. Because we're not—I mean, on some level, we're you, you going to engage an audience and you know social media in general. But there are specific high-value individuals. They they may be customers in your current business, they may be prospects you have your eyes on, they may be influencers in in the ecosystem in which you're doing business. Those folks become very strategically valuable. So I would start by saying, let's let's determine who's strategically important to us that we want to pay attention to. And and then, you know, we do some basic not dissimilar to brand profiling we do some basic person personal brand profiling trying to understand what are those issues that are the, the leader is passionate about and that are and and make sure that those are consistent and aligned with the brand messaging and then we start to engage and uh, you know that's why i'm trying to identify some strategically important folks because the way you're going to get attention from anybody in your network is is paying some attention even if you're a ceo leader i mean it's still valuable to to pay attention to what others are sharing and engage in those kinds of uh, conversations and, and interactions. So that's, I mean, I- in a nutshell, you wanna have a stream of insightful content coming out that's not all coming from your organization. You're not just a, you know, a mouthpiece for the brand, you actually have a personality, you're, you're a leader, or a person in your own right, and, and you have some authenticity as a, as a leader. And so we wanna articulate all of those things through curation and through engagement and commenting. Yeah, and that takes, as, as you can imagine, that takes some time out of a busy week of a CEO. So uh, the more help you can get from a team surrounding you, the better.
0: So let me ask you a, a more challenging question when it comes to working with senior executives. How do you define success? By the end of the day, what would make someone say, Jay, this has been awesome working together. You've done X, Y, and Z, and I'm super happy because you've helped me achieve what? What do I get as a CEO? What's, what is success to me?
1: Well, it, it, it's a really good question. It's a question everybody always asks, and uh, you know, I think partly success is is, is relative to the person uh, and their objectives. So, I indicated there are, you know, we would go into that with some strategic objectives. There are individuals who are more important, perhaps, to build relationships with. So, we could measure some of our success in how effective we were at um, getting the attention of those folks, of actually building relationships. I believe strongly that the ROI of a lot of social networking activity is in fact relationships. And so if you're the CEO of a company and and you identify an influencer you want to get to know, at the end of the day, you walk away with a relationship that lasts for years to come uh, with a person that's a high value person in the industry you're working in. And that uh, you know that that's it's a hard thing to measure. It also doesn't happen overnight. So you have to be patient, take some time with it but there are also metrics just around visibility. You could, you could be paying attention to making sure you're getting increasing engagement in your social shares. And, and there's a whole variety of ways to measure that in the, on the native platforms. LinkedIn these days is the best, but it doesn't have the, the best access or visibility into the, the metrics of engagement. So that's a bit of a challenge with the platform itself. But yeah, in a nutshell, I think your success is relative to what your objectives are. And, and in most business leaders, the objectives are, you know, build relationships with high value individuals in the industry. And, and of course, you might get invited on podcasts. You might get invited to speak at events when they return or on virtual events. Those are all also markers of, of success in building relationships and authority and visibility in the, in the
0: industry. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Spark. If you have questions, feedback or like to suggest a guest, send an email to mark at markevans.ca. See you next time.